All right, we'd like to welcome everyone tonight to Landmark Baptist Church, and uh, just thankful uh, have another year. Uh, just thankful to be in the land of living. Amen. I tell you what, glad I'm in the family of God. Glad my sins on the blood of Jesus. Praise God. Got a lot to be thankful for. And I don't know how everybody went last night with their home with the wind and. But in our house, it blowed a bunch of limbs out. And we spent most of the day today hauling limbs off, piling them up to burn. And we got a lot of people uh, that are sick. Uh, we're going to have word prayer for them here in just a second. But uh, Kay, uh, Kay Hurt, Mark, and Kay, uh, they transferred her to Signature Rehab and then right back to the hospital. Her oxygen's low and She's got flu-like symptoms. Brother Mark, I think he's got flu-like symptoms. Tammy's much better. Even though she's still in the hospital, she's doing so much better. Her kidneys are working now, and she'll possibly be going home tomorrow, and I praise God for that. Talked to Sister Bonnie today. She's doing really good. And talked to Donnie today, and he's doing really good. Our brother Ed, he's finally healed up, doing good. Sister Brenda down in Florida. Uh, she told me her knees and her necks still giving her trouble. And uh, Brother Mitchell, uh, Bray, his legs were giving him some trouble last Sunday. He couldn't be here. But uh, we got a lot of people that I don't even know about that are sick. A lot of people struggling with sickness right now. We just want to go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, Father, we thank you. Lord, that you're God of mercy. That Lord, your compassions fail not. Your mercy is anew every morning. Lord, we thank you for that mercy. We ask, Lord, you to bless these that we've mentioned, Father. I've got health issues, struggling, Father. Those are in the hospital, Lord, I pray they get well, be able to come home. I pray for those, Father, that's, uh, Lord, still struggling. Lord, you'd visit them with healing their wings and, and help them, Lord. We pray for little Lucy, uh, Sister uh, Rita just mentioned she's doing better, but she's not completely well. We pray for little Lucy. Pray for her and her family. We pray, Lord Father, for uh, Brother Mitchell's legs. We pray for Sister Brenda's knees and her neck. Uh, she said been hurting her. We pray for uh, Lord these Father that's that's doing good. Brother Donnie told me that uh, Judy and Geraldine's doing a little better. They've been under weather too. We pray for them. And uh, Lord, pray for Tammy to continue to get better, be able to get back home. Uh, Lord, help her kidneys keep working. Uh, and Lord, we pray for Kay to completely recover. And Brother Mark, be with both of them and help them, Father. Uh, Lord, help our prayer, our nation, Lord. I see a lot of things going on, Father, I'm pretty much concerned about. And I pray for those up there in uh, New York had to had to go into the public schools because of the coldness and the weather. we got bad weather coming this weekend, Lord. Just pray, Lord God, you'd help us, Lord, with all of that. And Lord, bless our country. Help, Lord, I pray our churches, Lord. And Lord, we just pray, God, tonight, you bless this service. In Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Amen. I guess Sister Rita, I think she's wanting to sing a song or two tonight. We'd be glad to have that right now.
I want to start out by saying uh, thank you for all the prayers um, in my absence. I felt every one of them. Um, I was really sick last weekend, so I was um, glad to be glad to get back to work on Tuesday. So and uh, glad to be in the house of God tonight. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Bless your Lord.
three ways to draw closer to God. One, read your Bible. Really dive into God's Word and focus on what He's speaking to you through the Scripture. Number two, enjoy His creation. Get outside, feel the fresh air, and embrace everything that... That was a good commercial. <laughs>
couldn't swear by no greater he swore by his own name to Abraham swore by himself Hebrews chapter 6 verse number 13 when God made promise to Abraham because he couldn't swear by no greater he swore by himself and uh, that's as great as it gets amen, amen. alright we, uh, we preached last Sunday on uh, Cain's walk with God and I have to admit I thought I was done with it but I realized today that I wouldn't and uh, we're going to speak a little bit about that I'm not going to preach tonight just going to speak a little bit about Cain's uh, contrary walk I mentioned last Sunday that Cain walked contrary uh, to God uh, he didn't walk like Enoch walked walked with God and was not he didn't walk like Noah, walked with God and was uh, protected or preserved through the flood, the judgment. The king's walk was a contrary walk. And uh, I, I didn't realize this till really this morning, doing a little Bible study this morning. But it became aware to me, Cain's uh, mentioned in Genesis chapter 4, the whole chapter. He's mentioned in the whole chapter. Then Genesis chapter 5, it says this is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them and blessed them, called their name Adam in the day when they were created. And Adam lived 130 years and begot a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. Now I want you to notice that Cain wasn't mentioned there. Now you can back up to Genesis chapter 4 and it just starts out just like this right here. And Adam knew his wife and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I've gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. Abel was the keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. But I noticed in the genealogy, the generations, rather, of Adam here, I noticed it don't mention Cain anywhere in it. I looked all through here. As a matter of fact, I noticed that Cain's only mentioned in Genesis chapter 4. Uh, he's mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. He's mentioned in 1 John Chapter 3, verse 11 through 12, and he's mentioned in Jude, verse 11. And it doesn't mention him in the generations of Adam. You know, that contrary walk uh, caused him not to be recognized in the generations of Adam. I, I caught that this morning doing a little Bible study, and that caught my attention. Uh, let me say this tonight, real quick here. I got heard through the grapevine some of the stuff that's coming our way this year and it's not good it's so bad I'm not even going to mention it because it probably make you have a fearful uh, night's sleep 
if you knew about these things, but I'll just tell you, thank God for a place called heaven. Thank God he's on the throne, like Sister Rita just sung, how great he is, how great his salvation is, how great his mercy is, how great his love wherewith he loves us is. And he's got this, but I tell you, the world down here is kind of like Cain. They're contrary. <clears throat> Cain's not mentioned no more. After Genesis 4, I was doing a little study at the bottom of footnotes there on the Schofield Bible, and it said Cain was destroyed in the flood of Noah's day. Uh, he made him, you know, a little old town out there. Let me say this about Cain just so you know why I'm talking like I'm talking tonight. Cain was a man of the earth. Uh, he, his religion was destitute of any need or sense of sin or need of atonement. He, he didn't just offer the fruit of the ground. Uh, he determined he didn't need a, to make any atonement. And uh, seven things can be said about Cain. He worships himself. Uh, he gets angry with God. He refuses to bring a sin offering. Murders his brother. Lies to God. And comes a vagabond and a fugitive. And uh, you know, uh, Abel, his name means that which is sins. Type of the spiritual man. Cain's a type of an earthly or man of the earth. Earthly type man. And uh, you know... Like I said, he, he didn't go but through one chapter. I can't believe that he's not mentioned in the generations of Adam. And I went over to, because it caught my attention there, so I went over there to, to Matthew where it tells about the genealogy of Jesus. And I noticed he ain't in there neither. In uh, Matthew chapter number 1, it... Uh, It stops at Jacob. In Matthew chapter 1 verse 16, it says, And Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary. Let me back up a little bit. Uh, and Elud begot Eleazar. And Eleazar begot Madden. And Madden begot Jacob. And Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary. Of whom, now all of those begots, notice when it comes to Mary, of whom was born Jesus. No begot to Christ. Who was called Christ. And all the generations from Adam. Or from Abraham to David are 14. From David to carrying away Babylon are 14. From the carrying away Babylon to Christ are 14 generations. All the reason I'm telling you this is Cain's not in this genealogy here. And I'll tell you there's some rough ones in here. You got Rahab in here. And uh, you, you got several in here. You know they ought not be in here, but Cain's not in here. Now I'll say this to everybody out there. Be a good time to get in church. Be a good time to get some things straightened out. The Bible, in this country especially, the Bible says in uh, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34, Righteousness exalted the nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And uh, here Cain, he was a reproach. Uh, he didn't want anything to do with God's will or God's plan. And uh, he was contrary to what God wanted. Abel was complimentary. Uh, I mentioned last Sunday about God making coats for Adam and his wife. There in verse 21 of Genesis chapter 3. 
made them coats of animal skins and clothed them. In, uh, in uh, Proverbs, and this don't necessarily mean it was, but in Proverbs 27, verse 26, it mentions that lambs are for thy clothes or covering. Let me see if I can find that. Proverbs 27, verse 26. Wait a minute, I got something wrong here. Oh, I mean 26. Proverbs 27, verse 26. Lambs are for thy clothing. Now, I think that could possibly mean that God killed some lambs, made clothing for Adam and Eve. And uh, anyway, Abel offered a firstling of his flock, a blood sacrifice. And uh, you know this world, we got plenty of canes down here even today. Uh, they want to bypass the blood. There's a certain church down here and and I won't call no names, but I, I'm aware of this. But they call, uh, you know, the, the songs about the blood. Uh, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but blood of Jesus. And uh, it, it, Calvary. Uh, you know, they don't like them songs about the blood. And they call it a slaughterhouse religion. I'm not getting off track right here. But I do want to say something about that slaughterhouse religion. In Isaiah chapter 53. It says he was led like a lamb to the slaughter there in verse number 7. So I guess you could call it a slaughterhouse religion because he was slaughtered so I could be saved. And it was the blood that took uh, away my sins. Let me go a little further when it comes to blood sacrifice. I uh, hope I didn't lose my mark here. I was looking some stuff up while ago and what did I do with it? Got to be right in here. Well, we just forget about that. Put it back in Parker. I guess I did. In uh, Hebrews chapter number 10, verse number 4, said it's not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sin. Now, they made atonement for their sins with them, but they didn't take it away made atonement. It was a yearly thing. They'd done it once every year. And they made atonement for their sins. But Jesus, when he offered himself on down there, verse number 10, the offering of the body of Jesus once for all. And uh, this man, after he'd offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. For by one offering he had perfected forever them that are sanctified. Peter talked about that offering and he said we're not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold but with the precious blood of Christ in 1 Peter chapter number 19 he said but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot I'm telling you Abel offered a lamb a firstling of his flock Cain wanted nothing to do uh, with blood. Uh, like I said, he's an earthly man, a worldly man. But it caught my attention. And uh, I kind of centered in on it tonight. This whole chapter, Genesis chapter 4, the next time you hear anything about Cain, it's in uh, Hebrews chapter 11. It just mentions about Abel offering a more... Uh, Acceptable sacrifice. Let me see if I can find that here. By faith, 
Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by he being dead yet speaketh. And then you got First John talks about Cain again. Just very Cain just not mentioned very much in the Bible at all, and when he is mentioned, it ain't good. First John chapter three, uh, verse number eleven. We'll read that because even though verse 12 mentions Cain, verse 11 gives us a, a kind of a forerunner of what we'll be talking about. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, back, you know, when it first started, that we should love one another, not as Cain. Uh, that's, that's reading, I want to read verse 13. Uh, his love was of the world and of himself. He had a self-centered love, not as Cain who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherewith slew he him? Because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. I'm telling you, there's not much mention about Cain in the Bible. In Jude, it mentions Cain in verse number 11. It says, uh, Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain. You know, Cain got his name in the Bible, but it wasn't good. The way of Cain and ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward and perished in the gainsaying of Kor. You know, Cain, uh, he, he's, his whole life uh, is summed up as being an unsaved, earthly, worldly type man. And we've got plenty of them today. They don't want to hear about the blood, uh, they don't want to sing about the blood. I appreciate the reader singing tonight, How Great Thou Art. What a friend we have in Jesus. Both of them, boy, I'm telling you, I can't say enough about my Savior. But uh, him not being mentioned in the generations of Adam is kind of a red flag there. Uh, uh, both generations. And Luke is not mentioned. Matthew is not mentioned. And uh, for us, uh, the Bible tells us a little bit about how we should be in, in Jeremiah chapter number 6. God gives some advice here. And uh, Cain's kind of like what verse 15 says here in Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 15. Were they ashamed when they committed abomination? Nay, they were not ashamed. You know, Cain, uh, he, he didn't have no uh, remorse about killing his brother. He was kind of sarcastic to God about it. He said, am I my brother's keeper? And you know, that's, that's not a good answer. To answer your, your creator. The Lord said to Cain, verse number 9, Where's Abel thy brother? Cain knew where he was. And he said, I know not. That's an outright lie. You know, our politicians today, they've got so good at lying. If their mouth is moving, they're lying. But uh, he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And you know, that was kind of an insult uh, to the question that was asked him. But here it says, uh, in Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 15, uh, they were not ashamed, neither could they blush. He wasn't red-faced. He wasn't worried. He's only interested in Cain. And uh, therefore they shall fall among them that fall. Cain was on a slippery slope, buddy. Uh, that's why he didn't go no further in Genesis chapter 4. All it said about Cain is not good after Genesis chapter 4. Not only is he not included in the generations of Adam, 
But all it tells about Cain is, is they went the way of Cain. Uh, they went the heir of Cain. And, uh, you know, of that wicked one, all of that stuff. says, uh, they shall fall among them that fall. At the time that I visit them, they shall be cast down, saith the Lord. That's what happened to Cain. He got cast out of the sight of God, washed away with the flood. Verse 16, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old past, wherein is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. That's Cain again. He didn't want to walk in God's walk. You know, He didn't want to walk in the light. God's in the light. He wanted to walk in darkness. In Genesis, I mean in John chapter 3, it mentions that men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Neither walk, neither come back to the light lest their deeds be reproved. That's Cain right there in Genesis chapter 3 there. Cain here. It says, uh, this is a condemnation that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Cain's deeds was evil. Everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Uh, he, he hated uh, his brother. Killed his brother. Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifested that are wrought in God. It caught me off guard that I noticed that Cain didn't make it past Genesis chapter 4. You know, there's a lot of people out there just like Cain today. They're not going to make it neither. Uh, they've got their own conceited thoughts. They've got their contrary walks. Uh, they don't want no one to, uh, to, to contend with them or confront them. Uh, they just want to, uh, kind of like Frank Sinatra, they just want to do it their way or go their way. I'm just telling you, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, there's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. Cain, Cain went that way, and he got left out. When God put these gener generations of Adam here in Genesis chapter 5, Cain should have been the first one that was mentioned. And yet instead of Cain, even Abel's not mentioned. Because Abel's done been killed. But it says here, Adam lived 130 years. No, no Cain in between verse 2 and verse 3. Adam lived 130 years and begot a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth, which means appointed. In, uh, in the days of Adam, after he begot Seth, or 800 years, he begot sons and daughters, and all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. That's kind of sad to hear uh, the generations of Adam do not include uh, Cain. And uh, Adam was the first man, Cain was the first son and uh, wasn't interested. Kind of like Esau uh, despised his birthright. Esau missed out on the blessing and the Bible says he saw it with tears and found it not. There's a lot of Cain's, a lot of Esau's out there. But I, I think it's a sad commentary that Cain wouldn't let God be God. That uh, instead of doing what God Wanted him to do, he made his own offering of the ground and brought it unto the Lord, and it was rejected. A lot of people are going to offer, like Cain, their works to God, and they're going to be rejected. 
There was one offering, and it was God's Son. The Bible said, John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you want to go to heaven, you're going to have to go Christ's way. He's the door, John 10, 9. That if any man enter in, he shall be saved. He's the name given, Acts 4, 12. No other name given in heaven whereby we must be saved. He's the way to heaven, John 14, 6. I'm the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father but by me. I feel sorry for these Muslims out here. They're going to try to go another way. They're not the only ones. There's others trying to go another way. There's only one way. There's only one name. There's only one door. You have no hope whatsoever apart from Jesus Christ. And if you're going to be like Cain, and you're just not going to go that way, well, your name's not going to go too far neither. Cain made it through Genesis chapter 4. And I guess the next time Cain will have anything to do with God, he'll be standing in the great white throne judgment. You know, that's one thing about that great white throne judgment. They're all going to get their day in the court of God. Cain's going to find out where he made his mistake at. In uh, Genesis chapter 4, I'm sorry, Revelations, not Genesis. Revelations chapter number 20. It says, starting in verse 11, I saw a great white throne. This is the thrones above every throne. I, I know we've got some Goliaths down here. Wealthy, rich, worldly, and they don't see their sad condition. They're like Cain. Who needs God? I mean, he was the firstborn. Why did he need God? Well, here's what happened to Cain. This is what happened to them. It says, I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it. And it's nobody else but Jesus. Nobody else. Because under Jesus, every knee is going to bow. None of Jesus ever tells going to confess that he's Lord. Says from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. That means there's nothing now but a great white throne. Verse 12, and I saw the dead. Cain's one of them. Small and great stand before God. And the books were open and another book was open which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which are written in the books. According to their works, Cain didn't make it no further. In Genesis chapter 4, as far as being recorded, I know he died in the flood of Noah's day, which took place in Genesis chapter number 7. But uh, the books are open, and they were judged out of those things which are written in the books. Cain's going to see where he made his mistake. And those people like Cain, they didn't want to do things God's way. didn't want anything to do with God. They're going to find the error of their way right here when they stand before God. Notice that three words there in verse 12. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. You got your day coming. I notice, uh, well, I don't want to get political here tonight, but I noticed one of the politicians' sons kind of snubbed his nose at Congress and, uh, went in and walked out and you know made, made really just kind of a uh, stunt, insult and uh, they should have arrested him. I, you know I'll be honest with you, God's not like them. Uh, they might, 
He might walk out of Congress, but you ain't gonna walk out of this spot right here, I'll tell you right now. But they should have arrested him right there on the spot, took him to jail for contempt of Congress. I mean, you don't do what he did, and uh, that kind of shows we don't really have a functioning government. But uh, he should have been arrested right there on the spot. But uh, verse 13, the sea gave up the dead which are in it. They buried Osama bin Laden in the sea. Nobody wanted him. Nobody would take his body. They didn't want the repercussions of having him. So they took him out at sea and buried him. I don't know if uh, the sharks eat him or the, or the fish of the sea eat him. I just know this. The sea gave up the dead which are in it. He'll, he'll get up there. And uh, he'll find out just how wrong he was. I feel sorry. Like I said, you trust in something other than Jesus. You deserve everything that's mentioned right here. God gave you opportunity to have a home in heaven. His hand outstretched to you and you wouldn't reach out to it. Uh, your ear uh, was dull, wouldn't hear. Uh, your eyes, uh, you didn't want to see. You turned your back to God. Uh, you're going to have your day in the court of God. You're going to be like this right here. Death and hell delivered up the dead which are in them. Hell's going to get out for a little while, just a little while. I wouldn't want to be in hell, not even a second. And I'll stop preaching about hell when people stop going to hell. I know we've done come down the age, they kind of dismiss it and say there's nothing to it. But Jesus preached about hell more than he did about heaven. And his message was if your hand was going to cause you to go to hell, cut it off. He said you'd be better off, Mark chapter 9. He said if your foot was going to cause you to go to hell, cut it off. You'd be better off than to have two feet go to go in, go into hell than have one foot go into life. He said if your eye was going to cause you to go to hell, pluck it out. You'd be better off. There was a woman in a church. And she was high on drugs. I don't remember if it's PCP or what, but she was high. And the preacher mentioned about you'd be better off pluck your eye out than go to hell. And she literally plucked her eye out there in church. And she has no regret whatsoever. She said, I'm glad I'm saved. You know, in the state of mind she is in, uh, she took the message more than literally. She took the messages if she wanted to go to heaven, she needed to pluck her eyes out. She plucked her eyes out. They asked her, she said, I've got no regrets. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I'm going to heaven. I'd rather be blind than go to hell. You know, that's where we ought to take it to. Now, I'm already saved, but if I wouldn't, if I had to put my eyes out and go to heaven, it'd be worth it. This says, death and hell delivered up the dead which are in them. And they were judged. You know, that we've got a judge down here right now. Got caught having a illicit affair with someone. Gave him something like three quarters of a million dollars. And they went out, had their big time, got caught. That's kind of the way judge is down here. But this is the righteous judge. This is the one that's able to ready to judge the quick and the dead his appearing. He's ready for this. And he will judge too. And I'm glad I've already been judged. Ed, man, I done pleaded guilty, got my case thrown out. Hey, I got in under grace. Hey, and if you don't get in under grace, I promise you, you're going to be judged right here. They were judged, every man, according to their works. That's all Cain Abel's works. God, I, I, brought my, I brought my fruit of the ground. That's all he had. God rejected it. 
You're going to bring your works to God? He's going to reject it. In verse 14, in death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. You know, they had that fire in Hawaii. They're trying to rebuild now. And the people that were there, they had the roadblock. They couldn't get out. And a lot of them perished. They were jumping into the sea and everything trying to get out. But uh, this is a lake of fire. Says death and hell. You know, hell just got out. They just delivered up death and hell uh, which are in them. And, and they were standing before the judgment seat and they were judged according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. Cain, Cain missed it. Cain didn't want nothing to do with God. His way was contrary. His walk was contrary. Uh, his thoughts were contrary. He, he wouldn't let God be God. Uh, like I said, he was a worldly man, an earthly man. Uh, his offering was an earthly offering. It was rejected. And you know what? He didn't make it too far. You don't find Cain no more until you get to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 4. And it talks about where God rejected his offering there and accepted Cain's offering. I'm telling you, Cain's a sad commentary. Cain, and the world's full of Cain's. They won't let God be God. Sister Rita just sung about how great thou art. And he is great. He's so great that he's going to be on this great white throne. And he's going to judge with a great judgment. And I'll tell you, there ain't going to be no appeal. It don't matter. Uh, I don't care if you're a lawyer. Philadelphia lawyer. You're going to stand before God guilty. If you're in this line right here, and I'm not going to be. I've done been in the line that went to Calvary. Somebody wrote a song. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. There's room at the cross for you. I'm telling you, thank God for Calvary. I got in that line, not this line. This line here wouldn't go to Calvary. This line here, they stood before God lost and undone. They stood before God guilty and condemned. And they deserved everything they got. And the end result of this line right here, they were cast into the lake of fire. You know, they, they try to dismiss hell. Now, I'm not going to get in a debate here right now, but every time a volcano erupts, it tells me the center of this earth is molten lava. Tells me the center of this earth is just like Jesus said. Fire never shall be quenched, and the worm dieth not. Those of you that think so little of hell, go skinny dip in a volcano. Get back with me how that went. I'm telling you, every time a volcano erupts, it's evidence of the fact there's hell beneath us. And I think one reason I think a volcano's erupt is because so many people are going to hell. And hell is enlarging itself. And you know it's spewing out because of the multitudes that are coming into it. In John, in Matthew chapter 7 verse 14, it said, Brawls the way it leads to destruction. And many there be that go in thereat. There is the way it leads to life. And few there be that find it. Hell is enlarging itself. Isaiah chapter 5 says, Hell has enlarged itself to receive you. If you end up there, you'll realize like Cain, you was wrong. You'll realize like Cain, it didn't have to be that way. You chose that way. The Bible tells us to choose Him. Choose life. 
Call upon him. If you die in your sins, I'll make it clear and plain as I can make it. If you die in your sins, you'll pay for them. You'll pay for them in a place called hell. If you'll bring your sins to Jesus, I don't care what you've done. You know, it may be really bad. But he promised all that come to him in John chapter 6 verse 37. He said, I'll in no wise turn away. Preacher, you don't know what I've done. Well, God does. And he mentioned in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. Come now, saith the Lord. Let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, I'll make them white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, I'll make them as wool. He's got the cure for sin. He can fix it. He can cleanse you of it. But if you die in your sins, I can promise you this right here. Not only will you go to hell, but you'll get out for just a second. Just long enough to know why you was in hell. And you'll be judged. says, they were judged. And death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. You'll stand before God. You'll be judged. You'll know why you're going to spend eternity in the lake of fire. You'll know why you missed heaven. You'll know why Cain's not mentioned no more in the Bible. I'm telling you, he got his name took out. He got out of genealogy. There's a lot of canes out there. That was what I wanted to talk about tonight. That contrary Cain way. Said so they went the way of Cain. Don't go the way of Cain. Go the way of Calvary. Father, we thank you for the thought you put upon our heart tonight, Lord. Lord, I pray this message get where it needs to go. I pray for that once nearest hell, dear God, tonight. I pray, Lord, they take another look at Calvary before they pillow their head tonight. And Lord, if they're not right with God, if it's not well with their soul, I pray they'd fall down beside their bed. And Lord, do like I did. I didn't know nothing. I just knelt down there by my bed. And I said, dear Lord, somebody told me you loved me. Somebody told me that if I would ask you, you'd forgive me my sins and you'd save my soul. And I said, Lord, the best way I know how, right here, right now, I'm asking you to save me. And lo and behold, to my amazement and the amazement of everybody that saw me from that moment on, realize what a difference you made in a sinner named Eddie Wade. And I pray for them tonight, Lord. I pray they won't end up in that place of the damned. I pray they'll escape it. I pray, Lord, they'll be like Job, Lord. That they'll say, I know that my Redeemer liveth. My record's in heaven. My record's on high. Lord, help, I pray, that one tonight that's on their way to hell. Help them to find a U-turn. Help them to find Calvary. Help them to get off of that path, that way of Cain. And we'll thank you and praise you, Lord, even if just one does, Lord. In Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Amen. All right.